Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And a good Saturday morning to you. Having a problem or two with your personal vehicle, your car, your truck, your van, you have to take it in for service at your favorite dealer, your favorite shop. Well, Nick Stoffel to the rescue. Nick is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive in beautiful St. Paul, Grand Avenue to be exact. Uh, Nick, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Denny. Doing well. How, and yourself? Yeah, we're, we're hanging in there. I, uh, I'm looking at the forecast, and I, uh, you guys have, not just you, but your customers as well, have had kind of a break with, and uh, we haven't really had any sub-zero temperatures yet, and, uh, you know, snow uh, affected here and there, but it hasn't been a real tough year for both you or your customers, has it? No, I think we've all been very fortunate with the weather up to this point. I will say this morning, though, stepping out my front door, uh, be careful. It's uh, it's icy, so oh yes, yeah. Salt those sidewalks down a little bit to kind of clear that up. But uh, all in all, the winter has not been too bad. Yeah, to do be careful because we we expect maybe even a few uh, a little bit of freezing drizzle overnight tonight here in the Twin Cities. Uh, if you have any kind of a car issue or truck or van, as I said, and you want to uh, call it in, you can uh, call it in or text it in. Same number applies to Nick, and that number is six five one nine eight nine. Nine two two six. I was speaking of uh, colder weather, which we'll you know get to here in a few days. Uh, a text, in fact, came in early this morning about how long should I warm up my car in cold weather? So that's been a question that we've heard many, many times. The car itself doesn't need a whole lot. You know, once it gets fired up, after a few moments, all the lubricants and fluids have started circulating, and they've kind of warmed up a little bit, enough to operate. Now, for us, obviously, we'd like to have the car a little more warmer, the seats a little warmer, um, you know, give the opportunity for the windshield to get cleared off. So, you know, honestly, you don't have to go more than a few moments. um, But if you want to give it a minute or two to let things uh, warm up and soften up a little bit, that's fine. Uh, You should never leave your vehicle running with the keys in it, obviously. No. Um, But if you have the remote start option... You can fire it up, give it a couple minutes, and you should be ready to go. All right. Yeah, we do get that question quite often this time of year. Again, uh, don't wait to, to uh, ask your question to Nick because he's going to be with us till uh, just, well, about another half hour before Jack Farrell steps in here. So if you have any kind of a car care question, call it in or text it in as soon as you think of it. 651-989-9226. Let's go to the phones, uh, Nick. I think Al's calling in this morning from Longville. Al, you are on with Nick Stoffel. Hi. <clears throat> Hi, hey, I have an 85 Jeep CJ7, 
automatic transmission. I just got it this summer, bought it, you know, from a guy. Um, but whenever it's got a plow on it, whenever I put it in drive, it accelerates for just about five to 10 seconds and then it'll slow down. And it's kind of dangerous because, you know, the roads are, you know, it's icy. And uh, I'm just wondering what the heck is called. It doesn't do it all the time. It's probably about half the time I put it in drive, ooh, it'll accelerate and then go back down. So some, my my assumption would be something with the uh, idle setting. So when you take it out of out of park, you go to here. It's kind of looking to find that correct idle speed. And for whatever reason, it's it's surging a little bit, like you, you described. Um, that is dangerous, and you know, be careful there. Um, I would I'd wonder if you let it warm up a little bit longer, or if you went to neutral first, um, if it would do the same thing, or if it just happens when you're going to drive. So I would I would get a notepad. Try a few different scenarios. Understand if it's an older vehicle. Sounds like you're using it just to plow around, so you don't want to maybe put too much money into it, but also you don't want it to be dangerous. So get a notepad. Come up with a few scenarios where you can get it to happen on a consistent basis. Um, go to your local guy, share those notes with them, and say, you know, every time I do this drive cycle, this happens. Leave it with them and have him try. But I would suspect something with the um, idle control. You know, there's a lot of different things. You used to have, like, dash pods and other uh, items that they use, idle air control valves and such to maintain that speed, and something is out of sequence or dirty um, that probably needs adjusting or cleaning. Okay. The first tip may be uh, to let it warm up a little more, maybe. It might be. You know, every vehicle is going to idle a little bit higher, even a brand-new vehicle, just to get things warmed up. Sure. Older vehicles, we're not used to them as much as we used to be. take a little bit longer to warm up based on the technology. So give it a few more moments. Try neutral first, just to kind of allow that transmission to warm up also, and then go down into the drive and see what happens. All right. If you're just joining... Neutral first, just to kind of allow that transmission to warm up also, and then go down into the drive and see what happens. All right. If you're just joining us, next off, we'll ASC Certified Technician from Lloyd's Automotive is uh, helping you out uh, this morning. Uh, let's see. Uh, I know we have to take a break here, but I want to get in and grab another caller. So Greg is calling in from Brooklyn Park, I believe, this morning. Greg, thank you. What is your question for Nick? Uh, good morning. Uh, on an 01 F-150, the ABS light is coming on occasionally. Now, I'm wondering if there is a reader that can tell what is wrong with that, and does the light need to be on when they're testing it? Not necessarily. Depending on what there was, it will likely have a history code. So if something had happened with a speed sensor or the ABS module or whatever it may be, usually if there's a fault in that particular um, circuit or system, it'll store a code. I understand the light is off now, but there might be some history data stored that can give them a clue to an area to start doing some testing. So um, I wouldn't be discouraged with the fact that the light's not on. Obviously, as you know, any time that that ABS light is on, a morning like today where the, ice, the roads are icy, you won't have anti-lock brakes. You'll just have the traditional mechanical brakes, which can allow you to slip and slide a little bit more. So if you're out and about and the light is on, be careful. Yeah, good advice. All right, Nick, hang on. We'll take a bit of a break here, inviting our listeners to join in on the conversation. If you happen to have any kind of a car care question, uh, do it earlier rather than later. Nick uh, will uh, be leaving us about 745 this morning, so keep that in mind. 651-989-9226. We'll grab some text messages when we come back here on News Talk 830 WCCO.
And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here, along with Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive. He is an ASC certified technician. You'll find at Lloyd's uh, quite often, as a matter of fact. But he's helping us out this Saturday morning, as usual. All right, uh, Nick, we've got a bunch of text messages, but I still want to uh, invite our listeners to phone in their car care question, if you prefer. Same number, 651-989-9226. Uh, let's see. Uh, here's a 2003 Jeep does not turn over like a dead battery, but the gauges are all over the place and a humming sound. I try to jumpstart it and no luck. I disconnect the battery and reconnect uh, and full battery, and it turns over and starts. Any ideas on that issue? Sounds like they had a bad connection. You know, I mean, oftentimes the... um requirements from the battery on a vehicle are so much now. Um, everything's computer-controlled, electronically controlled, so there's just so much demand on the battery. If there's any kind of corrosion or a, a loss of voltage coming from the battery, you know, even the smallest amount may may make the vehicle not start. So I think by taking those cables off, they inadvertently kind of clean those connections, put it back together, and they're up and running again. So um, a little bit of maintenance was performed, and the car's up and running again. I know you at Lloyd's uh, do it differently. You're much more detailed than that. But but the, for the do-it-yourselfers uh, at home, and they want to put in a new battery in their vehicle, uh, they just unhook the old one, put in the new one. What uh, what can happen with, uh, with with just doing that? Well, the the process is very important. You know, we always disconnect the negative cable first and reconnect the negative cable last. We're trying to prevent any kind of arcing. You know, that little spark that you might see. Um, it's just a visual thing you see at the battery, but that that uh, arc of voltage kind of can go throughout the whole electrical system. Uh, you could accidentally blow a fuse or sometimes get a, a computer or module that's uh, um, stuck. You know, it doesn't reboot. It doesn't power back up. It's just the sequence is confused. So um, if you're going to replace your own battery, I'm all for it. Make sure you do a little reading up on it. Make sure you have all the proper tools. Um, and do it, you know, have proper tools in the read before you proceed. Um, it's not, it's what we do every day, so it's not that complicated. But if you mess up the sequence, you get the cables mixed up, you can create a very large problem for yourself. So careful. Well, <laughs> careful plus, before you, you go ahead. You and your crews there, um, uh, they, they, you put kind of a, uh, what do you call it? You, you kind of put a battery or something. So what, I don't they, know what you call it. So to... Um, ensure you don't lose any of the memory, yes. um, the radio settings. Uh, we can take a uh, one of our like our booster packs and essentially put them on the cables to supplement that voltage while it's disconnected from the battery, which is another nice thing. So you're not going through and redoing all your resets. You're not looking for any kind of security codes for your navigation or your radio. Um, you know, it's just another tool you need to have. So if you don't have all those pieces, you know, having the right tools, you know, maybe you should leave it to the guys that do it, every, the folks that do it every day. Um, but, you know, on an older vehicle, you know, I think that people trying to work on their own vehicles is a great idea. I think it's a good, yeah. it's a lost art to some extent. And not only that, but you become a little more familiar when there's a problem larger than your capabilities. You've been under the hood of your vehicle. So when that person's explaining what's going on, you can visualize, you can under, have a better understanding and uh, know what's going on. Absolutely. And you certainly can still learn a whole lot on Google, on YouTube. Holy mackerel. You can learn a lot, but you can also get yourself in a lot of trouble. Oh, yes. So three-minute videos are not really how long it takes to do the job. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Like some some home improvement videos. Hey, how can you do that? Absolutely. 
Here's uh, your bathroom in a weekend. Yeah. Here's one uh, text to Nick. It says, I lost my key fob. Are the ones you buy at the auto parts store any good, and are they really hard to program yourself? The dealership has to order, and it takes a few days, and I just have a basic Impala. So the question is, I guess, are the ones you can buy at the auto parts store any good, the fobs? I, I think on the, on the General Motors, depending on the vintage of the vehicle, um, you know, some of the ones that are a little bit older where the fob and the key are separate, you can buy those, and there's a the new one will come with a, a instructions how to reprogram it. They'll work fine. I mean, and they're not... They're not the same. They cost half as much. You know, they're, not, they're better than half as good, but they're not the same as the original equipment. But I think they'll be, it'll do its purpose to get you by for sure. Some of the newer vehicles, I would caution buying something from an auto, not necessarily an auto parts store, but something online. Um, you don't want to get in a scenario where you have the keyless entry, the keyless start, and you're trying to use something that's uh, off market that may or may not work on the wrong day. So, if it's a situation where the key and the fob are separate, I think it's worth a try. Save yourself a few dollars. Learn something about your car. If they're integrated and it's like a push-start type vehicle, I, don't, I would advise against that. Okay. Well, that's a good qualifier there. If you have any kind of a car care question for Nick, call it in or text it in. Nick will be with us till about 745. Uh, 651-989-9226 is both the text number and the phone number. Texter wants to know, are you still seeing stolen uh, catalytic converter problems? Unfortunately, we are. Um, uh, it's very, very frustrating, uh, upsetting. Uh, it creates a huge inconvenience for the customers. Uh, it's a huge expense for the customers. And on certain types of vehicles, um, unfortunately, it's such, a, such an issue that there's a backlog on availability for these parts. So not only are you out of vehicle, um, for a couple of days in most cases, but some of these scenarios you might be out without your vehicle for a couple of weeks. So, really? Um, yeah, there's there's a few different um, applications that there's a back order on those parts, and uh, uh, it's just frustrating. It's you know it's not the kind of business we want. I mean, we want to help maintain people's vehicles, keep them up and running, uh, allow them to go about their daily business. Anytime there's some sort of theft or some sort of scenario that somebody created or put upon somebody else, it's just upsetting. And um, if you can park your vehicle inside, do. Uh, if not, if you can get a well-lit area, do. Um, you know, parking it, you know, if you're in the city here, parking it in the alley or behind your house or your garage where it's not, it's very accessible and hard to see, that's probably not the best idea if, if possible. Um, hopefully the world changes a little bit or some of the uh, laws or some of the enforcement changes where um, this type of... Uh, crime or it goes away, I guess. I don't know if it yeah, goes away, no, but hopefully they catch the people that are behind this and they, they can slow it up a bit. I think there may be something in the legislature that uh, something may be cooking in that department, maybe uh, uh, getting the uh, junkyard buyers uh, not to do it. Yeah. I don't, well, I'm not sure. I, don't, I don't know where they go. I don't know how. I mean, I understand the value of those precious materials, but, like, I, you know, it, it certainly seems to be such a... Uh, Huge rush of them that like it's, they've got to be. It's got to, it can't be too hard to figure out where they're all going. There's just yeah, so many, exactly. and we see them. We see them weekly, and we're just one shop on one neighborhood corner. I mean, all across the city. That you know, from my talk with our friends and our peers, it's happening everywhere. So Jeez. just uh, pay attention. Keep an eye on your car. Yep.
All right, Nick, we have to take a break. Nick Stoffel, Lloyd's Automotive, ASC Certified Technician, helping you out uh, this morning at 651-989-9226. Call us or text us. We'll be right back with more car care. News Talk 830 WCCO. And welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here with Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive. Nick, that is located exactly where in Grand Avenue? Which is uh, two two blocks yeah. off of uh, Lexington Parkway there. Um, if you ever need to give us a call, as, as always, 651-228-1316. Uh, if you're in, on your phone or your computer or device, we're at lloydsautomotive.net. Very good. 982 Grand Avenue. Beautiful place. Um, we'll, we'll get you that phone number before Nick leaves us. So you're open today, right? Yeah, we're here for a few hours this morning. Yeah. Well, we'll get you that phone number before... Uh, Nick leaves us. All right. Now, we have callers, Nick. We have texters. Let's see how many folks we can help out before you take your leave today. I think Greg is calling in from Bloomington, I believe. Greg, what's your question for Nick? Oh, during the wintertime, changing oil in cars, like the dealer suggests changing oil every 5,000 miles. And I'm retired, so I don't drive the car that much. So I, it, it probably gets changed maybe twice a year. Because I don't put that many miles on. How is that? Uh, is, that think, is that good for a car? I think, you know, most most newer vehicles are using a synthetic oil. I like the five thousand mile interval a lot on a full synthetic. Um, if you're not driving a lot, I think twice a year with the changes of the, the hard seasons. You know, from the extremes of the summer to the winter, a lot of condensation, a lot of moisture that gets absorbed into that oil. So if you do it twice a year, uh, at a minimum. I think it'll it'll serve your vehicle just fine, and you'll be it'll be happy with you. All right, we'll grab some text messages in a second here, but I think well, let, let's. I think we have time for one more call. Uh, Larry is calling in from St. Paul this morning. Larry, good morning. Good morning. So I have a 2013 Acadia, and when I go to start it, it delays a little bit. It doesn't start immediately. Like it goes with like five seconds or so. What can cause that? The ignition switch, the starter, or maybe the battery's getting weak. Um, and I don't recall exactly, but that battery might be on the floor in, in the back seat there. Um, if it hasn't been replaced, it's in that window. It's seven years. So I would, uh, I would, my first guess is give me the battery, um, but it's probably worth having an electrical systems test before it doesn't start and leaves you stranded. Okay. Here's a, uh, uh thank you for the call. Great. Um, 2012 GMC Acadia. It's been running great. I have read and talked to a mechanic that there has been issues with the timing chain going out. Should I be concerned? Do I be proactive, have a new chain put on, or drive it and don't worry? It comes from Ken. I think if you continue to do your maintenance, we just touched on those oil changes as we did last week also. It's a really big deal to keep on top of that, keeping that oil fresh. Uh, it keeps everything lubricated properly. It helps maintain the heat of those, those uh, metal and aluminum pieces inside the engine. Um, as the oil ages and breaks down, you start to get some carbon-type material that will collect on those pieces. Um, when that happens, they overheat, and then they can stretch. So what the, what the mechanic friend's saying is that the timing chain will kind of stretch out, which will cause the engine to be out of timing, which creates a drivability issue. So a little maintenance on a regular basis will help not eliminate, but it'll prolong that kind of problem. So if you do those oil changes, like we've said over and over, a good synthetic oil, 5,000 miles, like the previous caller, um, if you are not driving very much and did it twice a year, I think that'll serve you and your vehicle just, just perfectly. Very good. 
Here's a 2017 Subaru Outback. The battery was replaced last March. Last week, the battery was too weak to start the car. I charged the battery, and now it seems fine. The Subaru dealer told me that I need to drive the car for at least 30 minutes at least every other week. If I don't, he suggested putting a trickle charger charger on the battery. I am retired, Texter says, and because of COVID, I don't drive much. Do I really have to routinely put a trickle charger on the battery? We've talked about that a lot. Yeah, the... This unique year that we've been in, we've replaced more batteries that are younger than we ever have. Uh, a battery just sitting is going to discharge. It needs to be driven. And then the other unfortunate piece is you just can't drive from here to the corner store and back. It needs to have the opportunity for the vehicle to warm up. Good for the brakes, good for the exhaust, good for all the working mechanical pieces, but also that charging system. When you fire the car up, turn the radio on, turn the heat on, turn the lights on, there's not a whole lot of battery or alternator voltage left to refill that battery. So you've got to give it a chance to drive it. So, you, you know, maybe it's not 30 minutes, maybe it's 20. Um, depending on the vehicle and your drive cycle will vary what you need to do. What my little line I always tell folks is, you know, don't go to a different store. Just take the long way. <laughs> you know, so instead of when you pull out the driveway, and take, instead of taking a left to go down the block, take a right and go the long way to give it <laughs> a chance to keep that car working properly. Allow that oil to heat up and burn off that moisture. There's a lot of little things that are happening that we weren't aware of in our own driving habits, the old driving habits. Now, with the world has changed, maybe we're not going as as far as often. But please, you know, your car would really appreciate it if every so often you gave it that 20 or 30-minute drive, you know, rip it down the highway. Just give it a little extra chance to um, work the bugs out, I guess, would be the best way to put it. Sure. All right. I know we're almost out of time, uh, Nick, but I, uh, what I, and I guess if is the operative word here. If I can remember, I'm going to try to save these text messages that uh, we didn't get to. So I apologize for that, but we're going to try to open up the show next week with uh, with those we did not get to. Uh, let's see if we grab one more here. Uh, 1997, doesn't say what vehicle it is. Oh, it's got a 4.3 Vortex engine, so maybe you can help me with that. Uh, and the gas gauge needle went completely upside down, then I started it back up, and then it went back to half tank, fuel injection 4.3. Uh, have any idea why uh, that uh, gauge is crazy? Might be the actual gauge itself. Um, you know, it could be the there's what we call a sending unit, which is a component on the fuel pump that has a float goes up and down as the fuel tank goes empty. The the float goes down, and then there for the resistance in that circuit changes, which causes the gauge to go down. If the gauge is kind of doing a loop de loop on you, it might just be the gauge itself. It's incapable of properly processing that information. So uh, there's a a tool called the gauge tester, which would fit that uh, vintage of a vehicle, someone can get in there with that and they can change the resistance of the circuit, see if the gauge is replying or responding correctly. They can also take a, a voltmeter and check the circuit going back to the tank and the pump in that, in that fuel sender unit, see which, which direction the problem lies and make a recommendation based on that. All right, one quick question, one quick answer, please. 21 Toyota came with synthetic oil. How soon can I switch to M's oil, synthetic oil? Um, we always eat follow the owner's manual, a good full synthetic Amsoil would qualify under that. I would say I would still do that every 5,000 miles based on our climate. is a long discussion, but that's just my belief. Yeah, yeah. all right. Well, again, we're going to try to save these uh, text messages we did not get to and open up the show next week. Nick, how do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? Well, if you're on Grand Avenue, uh, 
once we get past this time in the world we're in, stop by and say hi. We're at 982 Grand on the corner of Chatsworth and Grand. If you need to call me uh, for advice, help, questions, concerns, whatever it may be, we're at 651-228-1316. And if you're on online, they're at lloydsautomotive.net. Excellent. Nick, have a good week. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Danny. Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive. Jack Farrell straight ahead here on CCO. Stay with us. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.